Our guest this hour reminds us that the Bible speaks a lot about the weather. And in every instance, the message is the same. God is the one who is in control of everything, including the weather. So many uh, are dealing with the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. So many of you, perhaps, who are listening here this morning, still dealing with this. And if we have ears to hear, God does indeed have a message out of this storm. Uh, In the weeks following the storm, we've had the great honor and privilege of sharing these God stories out of the storm, and they have been so encouraging and so faith-building. Travis McShirley lives in southwest Florida in Cape Coral. He and his family went through Hurricane Ian, and uh, he's written a powerful article that caught our eye, The Message of Hurricane Ian. And we thought, you know what, this would be a great idea to give Travis a call and have him join us here on the show this morning. So, Travis, good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on. Wow. All right, so let's go ahead and and talk about when Hurricane Ian visited your neighborhood. What was it like for you? Uh, Yeah, well, we were... uh in North, North Cape Coral, so we were not in one of the evacuation zones. And as you know, in the days leading up to the hurricane, it was tracking farther, farther north of us. So we didn't, we didn't have any plans to leave, didn't really think about leaving. Um, my wife's parents lived close to the water, and so they came over to our house. And so my wife and her parents and our four children and eight of us spent, spent that day huddled together in our, our hallway. And it's probably a lot of people will share it. Felt like a day that wasn't going to end, and we definitely wondered whether our house was going to be standing when it did. And I think what I most remember, which I kind of wrote about in the article a little bit, was the sounds, the the wind blowing relentlessly, and the shingles being torn off the roof, and the, the leaks that were pouring in from the ceiling. But uh, we were just so grateful that God protected our our family and and was was there with us through through that day. You know, storms can be so very random. And what about the other homes in your neighborhood, your neighbors? Did they deal with worse damage than you did? Our our immediate neighbors, most of them were either the same or not as bad as, as ours. So we're in our neighborhood, we're, you know, kind of standing out a little bit. But obviously, you know, closer to Sanibel and Fort Myers Beach, we know in Pine Island, we know that a lot of people have, have much worse than we did. And, you know, some people, not as much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so in terms of um, how long it took you, and maybe you're still in process, to put the pieces back together, even on uh, what you call minor repairs or major to many of us anyway. I mean, any any type of roof damage and what have you. I know it's all based on comparison. You know, some folks had more damage than others. But did you guys, uh, how are you doing when it comes to bouncing back from this? Uh, we're still not living at our house, so we've had some contract work done there already, but we're, uh, we're living in Airbnbs for the moment and trying to, along with a lot of other people, navigate the insurance process and the getting, getting things lined up process. Um, but the Lord has, has really provided um, much, much support from, from people in our, our church and from family and friends, and so we're grateful to have, have nice places to stay. They're not too far away. See, this is one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on is because we wanted to make sure that that folks like yourself, so many of our friends, know that we're still praying for you guys in light of this. Now that it's out of the news cycle, 
know, a lot of people out of sight, out of mind, but this is a reality for you. And as we head into Thanksgiving uh, and the holiday, just thinking so much about the folks who are still dealing with this and uh, the aftermath of it, and as the holidays are upon us, it's it could be really easy for some folks to become even more discouraged. Um, so that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you you with us. Do you have a message maybe to those folks who are feeling that way uh, because of the hurricane? I think we're we're in a, a wonderful spot where we have family close by, and so we 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 get that encouragement from from them, and we have a have a wonderful church church community down here. Um, obviously, if if people have a have a church that they're uh, part of to, to just really pour in to their church and to let their church pour into them and to, um, to lean, lean into the Lord and to just understand that he is, he is not, he is not shaken. He is not thwarted. He is not um, thrown off by, by this kind of thing. And so uh, he, he invites us to, to lean into him and to, to trust that, that, that Christ is with us. Um, however our situation is. You know, it occurred to me early on because so many churches are um, giving so much and are being the center of distribution for a lot of charities that are coming in from outside, um, that this is there's some great evangelism going on there, whether it's one-on-one. I know I spoke with a friend down there who um, she had— she only had an inch of water in her house, but all her neighbors were flooded out so they could come and sit on her dry couch because that was all that was left in standing that was dry, you know. And then, of course, going to the churches and getting fed and all the things you need. It must be kind of, in in a, a sacrificial way, a, a, an incredible time of, of uh, giving to the Lord. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really unique situation where, you know, we've been recipients of much, much of that from, from our church and and our, and our family of, of just the Lord's comfort and grace toward us um, in that way. But we've, we've witnessed and, and heard stories of, of people coming to faith for the first time and putting their faith in Christ during this season. And then there's obviously there's contractors and volunteers and, and people from all over the country who are converging here who you know, interacting with, with people going through, through the situation and, and, you know, our hope as a family and our hope for others who are believers is that, you know, we would walk with confidence in the Lord, uh, even as, as things are hard and, and let, let people see that our, our hope isn't something, something greater than our house and our, our stuff. Mm, boy, that's so important. Praising God in the midst of the storm. That is a true definition of faith, isn't it? So glad to have with us Travis McShirley. He's from Cape Coral, and uh, he was unpacking for us uh, his experience uh, in the aftermath. Well, actually going through Hurricane Ian and then the aftermath of it and and how uh, his church has been involved with helping in the relief efforts, and now it's, it's still ongoing. He has not moved back into his home, into his house just yet. They're staying in Airbnbs and such until the contractors can do the work. And as we head into the Thanksgiving holiday and the holidays in general, you know, with Christmas looming, uh, there are a lot of folks who who are displaced and who are dealing with these challenges. And so um, 
you know, we thought we would invite Travis to hang out with us. And not only that, but he's written a really good article, very thought-provoking, The Message of Hurricane Ian. I put a link to this article on our Facebook page. So if you go to Kurt and Kate Mornings, 2Ks, Kurt and Kate Mornings on Facebook, uh, you can find a link to the uh, the article. And uh, in the article, Travis, you talk about or at least highlight something that we already well, we already know, but sometimes we need to be reminded of the truth. The Bible speaks a lot about the weather. You were pondering this. Um, was it the storm, obviously, that was the catalyst for you to think deeply about this? Uh, it, it was. Um, my my blog is kind of all about kind of things I see in nature that point to point to who God is and and what He's doing, and so. You know, the storms have always fascinated me, and I grew up in the Midwest, and we had impressive storms there, and uh, here in South Florida, obviously, during the summer, we have we have impressive storms, and so uh, after the hurricane, just kind of thinking about, you know, how to speak to myself truth from God's Word about what was going on, what was happening, and then, you know, just seeing how, how God is ultimately sovereign over over all of the, the storms physical and, and metaphorical that we have, and then just going from there and thinking back through the scriptures and how mm. you know every time the weather is mentioned in some form or fashion in the Bible, it's it's pointing to to God's command of, of His universe and His is uh, revealing His glory through that. Yes, think about it. God used a flood that covered the entire earth to reveal that the wickedness of men will not always be tolerated. This is what you write. Some observations here. God used a seven-year famine to show the family of Jacob that he is the great provider and that he can even use evil plans to bring good to his people. God used a crop-crushing hailstorm to make Pharaoh understand that he is a king greater than any other king and a God greater than any other God. God used, but wait, there's more, a three-and-a-half-year drought to show King Ahab that Praying and sacrificing to idols is worse than worthless. God used a great wind and mighty tempest to show Jonah that he could not escape his divine calling. And, of course, Jesus used a storm on the sea to demonstrate to trembling disciples that wind and waves submit to his authority and his alone. Really, this is our view of God and we tend to slip into, um, how do I put this? We don't intentionally do this, but just the way things go in average, ordinary, daily life, we don't really remember how big and powerful God is. Mm. We have to be intentional. You know, it's like the psalmist says, you know, he, he brings the stars out night by night and names each and every one of them. This is really all about our view of God, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I think it's uh, it's easy to see a, a massive storm system on the on the TV radar, and 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 to see the wind, hear the wind outside, and see the the trees blowing, and, and think how big that is. But you know, obviously, I wrote I wrote this to myself to, to again to remind myself how how big God is, and that that wind is 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 just is nothing to him, and you know Jesus on on the boat just rebukes the the wind and the seas. The Bible says, and and 
it, it calmed immediately. And so God is, God is infinitely larger than any, anything that's going on and, and certainly bigger than the weather and storms. You know, it's a lot easier to talk about a storm when you're not in the midst of one metaphorically and or otherwise it's easy to rattle off biblical truth and to assent to it intellectually Uh, but when you're actually living it out as you have done there's a difference there and so we ask why and maybe one of the reasons uh, i don't know the mind of god never would pretend to know the mind of god but you know being biblically informed maybe one of the reasons why god allows these things to happen is for us to remember who he is and also to remember that he has a plan and a purpose even in the midst of difficult circumstances that can be a hard lesson to embrace can it yeah it it can't and i I definitely understand the why question certainly ask the why the why question myself during these past few months and, and other trials through the years and i think in general we don't like you said we don't know or it's not revealed to us why specific trials or specific bad things happen, but I think there's a few important things we, we can know for sure. And the first is that bad things happen at all because of sin in the world and because we live in a fallen and cursed universe because of that. And the second is that God is infinitely more powerful than any bad thing that could possibly happen. And he's not caught by surprise by hurricanes. He's, not, he's always in control and always stronger than what we're going through. And, and most significantly, God uses all things, good or bad, for his purposes and his glory. And I've certainly observed that to be true with the hurricane. And uh, I think I've, you know, I mentioned those, those ways he used the weather from the scripture. And, and most amazingly, you know, God took the worst thing that has ever happened on earth, his son dying on the cross, and used that as, as the means to rescue and redeem uh, the sinful people of earth. Man, that's good. Mm-hmm. I love the way you connect the dots on that. So out of this storm, the Lord has brought people to the foot of the cross, and they have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Um, Out of this storm, believers um, have learned anew that they can rely upon who God is and upon his promises. And it reminds us of how fragile life is and how much we need the Lord, that which draws me closest to him or closer to him is really at the end of the day, even though it may not appear to be a good thing, if it draws me closer to Jesus, then it is, in God's definition, a good thing. In one of the Psalms, it says, the nearness of my God is my good. And some other uh, verses here I was thinking about too, Travis. Isaiah 43, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. These are truths we need to embrace. These are truths that build our faith. And the only way for our faith to be built is if we deal with these challenges. Again, it's a lot easier to say than to live out. But you have learned them firsthand, and I thank you for writing this article and for reminding us of what we maybe already knew but needed to hear again. You're welcome. Thanks, Travis. And by the way, tell all your uh, all your good friends at Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral that we said hi. I will do that.